Hi, and welcome to the Carnivore Stories podcast with me, Alyssa Grubner. The carnivore way of eating has completely transformed my life. And it's stories just like the ones you'll hear on this podcast that kept me going strong every step of the way. I hope you're ready to hear an inspirational carnivore story. I know I am. So let's get into it. All right, this is episode seven of the Carnivore Stories podcast. Today I have with me Nikki Crindle. Nikki is a mom and dietetic student living in Newcastle, Australia. You can find her on Instagram at bio.kim.nikki, N I K K I. And you can find her working out and sharing some, breaking down some very interesting and equally complex scientific literature that we can all enjoy and appreciate. Thank you so much for meeting with me today, Nikki. Well, thank you for having me. This is always fun. I love talking to people in in the same frame of mind. It's amazing. Yes, what time is it there in Australia? It's about 7 p.m. here in the States. Yeah. It's uh, about 10 past nine in the morning on, okay. uh, on Sunday. <laughs> oh, so you're in the future. I'm in- <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's still, still Saturday here. All right. So I want to start off with you giving some background about your life your lifestyle before coming to carnivore? Yeah, sure. So um, I have really, as far back as I can remember, I've always had a passion for nutrition. Um, I, I did have some weight issues when I was uh, about 10, 10 or 11, um, and I got teased about it. So that was a bit of a, a soft point for me. And, um, you know, my, my hormones changed a lot, a lot earlier than everybody else. And so I, I got teased about that. And so from a very early age, I think about 12, um, I decided to, I, I, I guess I realized that you can control the way that you look with diet. And so I took it into my own mm-hmm. hands and, um, and tried to control it and found success with it. I lost a lot of weight, but as a 12 year old who doesn't quite understand, um, about health, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I parents out and, and I did lose a lot of weight. And, and as I said, I was very successful with it, but I lost too much weight. And, um, and, but, but that sort of started off my, my journey. And thankfully um, I was able to um, find a, a, a nice balance where I could see that it was more about how can I nourish my body and what can I do to, to make my body healthy. Um I did actually visit a dietitian, and uh, that um, gave me a pretty interesting idea of of how dietitians can work. And I was unimpressed mm-hmm. even back twelve. Um, anyway, I, so from that point onwards, I, I I was interested in in diet, and I could see that it was quite a um, a useful tool if you wanted to change anything. Um, diet diet is very effective. And then as I, as I got older, um, I started to really experience a lot of um, autoimmune problems. Um, mm. I, I suffered with um, hay fever and asthma particularly. They, they were awful. Um, and to the point as, as, a, as a young person where I, I just didn't want to go to friends' houses, um, I didn't want to stay at their places, uh, I was just so worried that they might have a little tiny bit of dust or they might have a, an mm. animal which set me off. And then I'd spend the next you know, week or so trying to get, get over the asthma, uh, especially. And, um, and then as I, as I, as I got older, I, I developed more and more, um, and more issues with, with my gut, my skin, my skin started to, to break out as, as you do as a teenager. And so again, I, I, um, I decided that I'd try to use diet as much as I could to, to try and heal all my issues, which, uh, as, as everybody seems to have gone through the same sort of thing, it led me down the plant-based, uh, mm-hmm. movement. And, um, and so when I finished high school, I went straight into, uh, nutrition and did nutrition, a nutrition course, um, for about four years. And, uh, I, I really loved it, but I, I found it very confusing. I mean, they were very plant-based, um, 
with what they they pushed and Mm -hmm. um I I remember being completely overwhelmed by the idea of um trying to not only for myself trying to figure out what I would need to eat every day in order to get all the vitamins and nutrients that I needed but also trying to explain that to clients and trying to get my message across without completely confusing them and putting them off and so I pulled out of that. Eventually I, I decided I'd go off and do an interior design and a disability oh. care because I felt like I couldn't. That's why uh, that background looks so aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably the, uh, the one square meter of my house that isn't filled with mess. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's my deal here. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only spot, but um but yeah, so I, um, you know, I, I, I managed to to learn a lot about the human body during that nutrition time. Um, but of course, at that point, I, I still felt um, very strongly about the the plant based way. I never went completely mm-hmm. vegan, but I certainly was eating pretty much vegetarian. Um, and then once I once I had my kitties, um, especially after my first little one, I found um, a lot of the conditions that I was suffering with my hay fever and asthma, especially, but uh, skin conditions. I was noticing a lot of um, itching, and um, and mm-hmm. and my gut was all over the place. I, I felt like I didn't know what I could eat and what I couldn't eat, and um, and that just worsened after after my little ones. And I found it very very difficult um, after my first one to um, to to go back to where I was with my body. I, I felt like I had to mm-hmm. work out like six days a week, extremely hard in order to find any progress and even then I I still wasn't happy with how how I was progressing and so um it all started to come to a head around then um and uh I so I I I went to a natural health uh, a a naturopath and started to do some blood work and and that started my journey with hang on a minute maybe maybe I haven't quite been on the right path with pushing plants and uh, trying to eat Mm -hmm. as many plants possibly can for so long so um yeah that's where the journey began <laughs> okay cool okay so you started seeing the naturopath and you were like okay maybe it's not so great that I'm eating all these plants and a lot of, not a lot of meat when did you when did you first hear about carnivore or an animal-based way of eating well so um when when this naturopath did some some blood work for me, it was really the first time um, ever that that um, any practitioner had ever said to me, "This is something that you can work on." Uh, every other doctor mm-hmm. I'd ever seen asked, um, including actually a lot of natural health doctors as well, kind of just said to me, "Look, this is this is what you have. Um, you have hay fever and asthma. This this is mm-hmm. your lot." Um, and so it was the first time where my uh, my mind was a little bit more open to, well, maybe this is something that I can actually work on um, rather than just using nutrition for losing weight, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, the first time I was introduced to anything aside from the standard Australian, standard American uh, diet was um, by a, a man over here. I don't know how many followers know of him, but he's um, often in hot water. Uh, his name's Pete Evans, and he's a he's a celebrity chef over here. And he uh, okay. is a bit, yeah, he's um he's often in trouble because he comes out with ideas of um, you know, paleo diet and keto diet, and of course that's not well received with especially the dietetics community. Um, but he he I read a book of his that was um it called the Paleo Way, I believe, and it opened my mind okay. to well, in a minute, I mean this makes complete sense for the first time in all the study that I'd ever done on nutrition. It was the first time nutrition actually made sense. If you look at how our ancestors possibly ate um, and that would have been meat based. And of course the paleo diet is, it does include quite a bit of vegetables, but it was the first time where Mm -hmm. I thought this focusing on eating more fat and not being afraid of animal fats that makes complete sense. You know, it, it, that, that is what our bodies are made to um, be nourished by and not fearing fat and not spending all day eating, you know, six meals worth of carbohydrates like we've been told. Mm-hmm. And so that, that started the journey. And then, um, of course, very quickly um, I started reading into 
keto because um, they kind of came hand in hand. And within a few days after, I, I mean, I, I'd, I'd, start, I'd been using keto for about two months and finding it incredible. Um, a lot of my issues were very quickly starting to resolve. And because I'd found the, the paleo way, uh, I had eliminated by that point dairy as well. And so, of course, I wasn't eating grains or dairy and that, that made a huge difference. I was still eating some plants, but I think at that point, I was really only eating a, a little bit anyway, so it was very mm-hmm. much based anyway. Um, and then I found Ketogenic Girl on Instagram and yeah. uh, she mentioned this carnivore diet that she was doing and I, my first thought was how stupid, how crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. And then, you know, I, I kept my mind open and I read a little bit into it and I thought this makes sense. I'm already eating so little plants anyway if I just take out the Brussels sprouts that I'm eating every night I'm basically eating the carnivore diet and I'm thriving so far so maybe there is something to this and at this point I was still suffering a little bit with hay fever my asthma had gone um, but the hay fever was still bothering me a little bit Um, you know I was still trying to lose weight post my second baby and so I thought all right I'm just going to throw myself in and give it a go and here I am so it's been um it's going on two and a half years now and um, I feel fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Awesome. I still, still pinch myself. <laughs> yes. Right. It's like a dream. Like, okay, if I'm dreaming, don't wake me up. I, <laughs> Cause this is yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. So you kind of worked your way down from paleo to keto to carnivore. Did you have any adaptation issues um or any challenges going into carnivore surprisingly not um i mean especially for somebody who is i mean i have always been very active i've always been into the gym and so i would have expected i did expect um that my um my training capacity would drop um Mm -hmm. it did um having said that uh, I wasn't training extremely hard at that point because I would I I was still I think I was still about eight months postpartum so it was I was still working my way back into um but I I was surprised that my training capacity didn't go down um I I, yeah I mean I, I really was because of my 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 passion for the gym as well I was going from a very very high carbohydrate amount Mm -hmm. to I was eating about six meals a day, doing the whole bro science thing where you, you know, you eat mm. carbs, carbs and protein and no fat. Um, and so I was surprised Look, with the knowledge that I have now about uh, insulin resistance and, and how much carbohydrates can, can cause that problem. Um, I am surprised that my transition was relatively smooth. Um, I would also say, it's surprising because if I decide I'm going to do something, I don't, doesn't take me very long to do it completely fully, even overnight. And, and the carnivore mm-hmm. thing had progressed through, um, through keto, but going from paleo to, to keto was pretty much overnight. Mm-hmm. And so I was surprised, I guess, that, that I didn't really develop the keto flu. Having said that, when I look back now, as I said, I was, I was still, um, uh, you know, I, I still had a little little one that was keeping me up all night, um, mm. and went through a divorce. So maybe, maybe I felt terrible and I didn't even realize mm. it. But it was the thing that actually got me through that phase um, and okay. and made it quite smooth for me. So wonderful, that's wonderful. All right. So how about family and friends? What do they think about you eating this way? Well, you know, it's fascinating because I have always um, found it difficult with family when I, uh, throughout my life, obviously doing, doing very heavily plant-based, I found it very, very, very difficult um, going out with family and mm-hmm. uh, finding options that I considered okay and that would fit into my diet. Um, when I studied nutrition, I was, I was disappointed that uh, I kind of got even more um, kickback I would have thought that becoming a professional in that field would would allow people to um, be open-minded to what I'm doing and, and not think that right. I'm a crazy. Um, but that didn't really, 
that never really happened. And I always felt like I was um, getting a lot of pressure from, from family and friends, including my ex-husband um, to, to mm. eat differently. And so interestingly, though, um, I don't know if it's the fact that I, I did forget to mention that now um, just after starting the, the carnivore diet, I, I jumped back into studying and I am now studying dietetics. Um, mm-hmm. And so I don't know if it's, uh, I think it possibly could be, I'm, I'm getting less pushback these days from most people, mainly possibly because I'm studying dietetics, maybe okay. maybe for credit. But I actually think the main thing is probably just how much more vitality I have. I think people can't deny that if they look at me and they see, okay, well, she's doing this crazy, crazy diet, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I feel fantastic. My energy levels are always high. I've always got enough energy to run around with my kids that I had never had before. And yeah, my can't deny that, you know, they, they, they saw me growing up with so many conditions so many health conditions mm-hmm. I can't ever really feeling completely uh comfortable I was always always you know sniffling and always uncomfortable yeah. always and so um I think they look at where I am now and they think well she doesn't suffer with any of that anymore she looks fantastic um mm-hmm. can, compared to how I did in the past um you know my hair is my hair is growing and my skin looks better so I think even though uh, many of them of course don't don't follow it um, I think they, they mm-hmm. accept that I found something that really works for me and they, and they don't question me on it. Um, my mum is fantastic. She never pushed back against it, but, um, you know, she didn't follow it at the start, but, uh, over the last couple of years, she's, she's become more open-minded and she's very, she's listened to, to the information that I've given her about why I do it. And she's, t- she's in the last six months completely thrown herself in. So she's now doing um, carnivore and she's lost a lot of weight. She's lowered, uh, she doesn't get arthritis anymore. Um, she has this um, eye condition, I can never remember the name of it, but where her, um, the little holes that allow you to produce uh, tears, mm-hmm. they don't get up properly. And so that condition oh. seems to have gone down a lot as well which is interesting because it's an autoimmune um, condition too. Um, so, yeah, my, it's, it's been really well received by my, my family and friends um, since doing the carnivore thing. And it is interesting comparing it back to uh, the rest of my uh, nutrition, <laughs> you know, life. Yeah. And well, finally I'm received. <laughs> well, how can, how can they argue with, you know, seeing you doing so much better, like, well, actually, you know, she is doing better now. She didn't look so great before, but, but yeah, you can't argue with what they see right in front of their eyes and changes going on with you. Absolutely. So how old are your babies? So I've got a five-year-old and a two and a half year old. Okay. Okay. They keep me (laughs) oh yeah five and two wow okay because that's that's about the same age difference my kids have my daughter is eight and then my son is four but he'll be five in September wow yeah but I remember when they were two and five and yes I was extremely busy with them It's um, it's good fun, and and really, I'd be so incomplete without those kids. But they, uh, they yes. definitely keep me. And um, it's been a challenge, um, because I I'm studying full time these days, and so I'm halfway through, and and studying full time. And um, as I said, I've I've been through a divorce um recently as well, and so we're we're splitting up the mm-hmm. time. But in fact, that that in a way has has um helped a lot because every second weekend I yeah. I get myself and I and I'm able to catch up on all the work that I fall behind on uh oh, yeah. the time. but but they're good fun they're good kids and and they um interestingly with this I, I don't know how how your kids go but I find that when they come back to mommy's house they're they're seeking meat they they ask for you know mm-hmm. lamb chop they they're seeking meat and interestingly um on on the other side of it um uh, their father isn't isn't plant-based I, I don't believe but um mm-hmm. the woman he's now with is is vegan um seventh-day adventist oh, vegan wow. and there's a lot of plant-based oh my goodness 
<laughs> so they interestingly yeah. come back and they they're always really hungry for meat on the Sunday night that I get mm-hmm. them up the weekend they're mommy can we have lamb chops mommy I want salmon mommy I want this so yeah. um very interesting yeah their their little bodies know for sure yeah my um my daughter she really embraces the meat she knows it's healthy for her she's eight um, my son, he definitely has a junk food tooth. So if he's somewhere and he can get junk food, he will try to get it. But when he comes home and it really surprises me because he's very honest, he'll say things like, mama, I really need a burger. Mama, are you going to make steak, you know, and things like that. So their, their little bodies know, um, I can't imagine having to send my kids to a vegan's house though. I mean, that's gotta be kind of hard on you yeah it's um it's difficult because um she she you know they she was the one that that's that split us up but you know it's it's oh. actually it's been um it's been a blessing for me and and um you know I'm a lot happier these days and um I I, I truly truly believe I mean it, it's been a, a busy couple of years for me um you know, and starting the course and, and selling our house and, and all this. Mm-hmm. But I genuinely feel like um, the way that my diet is these days has completely helped me through. I, I, I'm, it scares me to think actually how di- different uh, it would have been going through all that um, with the way that I used to eat. And, uh, I mean, one thing I, I oh, hadn't yeah. mentioned, um, my moods and, and, and how different it is these days with, with maintaining my mood and, and just feeling constant mm-hmm. all the time. That's, that's one thing that's amazing for me is that there's just no up, down, up, down, up, down, like there used to be. It's just this yeah. beautiful, constant, chill state m- most mm-hmm. of the time. And it, despite life stresses, um, I, I, yeah, I, I truly believe that it's helped me to, um, to keep a, a level plane through this craziness. <laughs> So it's amazing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's something that I've experienced. I hear over and over again, that the mood is so stable eating this way. And I, I can definitely relate. I mean, I've had, I've had some challenging things going on since being carnivore that I know before, I mean, it would have turned my whole world upside down. I would have been in a corner crying, rocking back yeah yeah absolutely yeah wow so what um I know at one time you had added in some honey are you are you still experimenting with some carbs or um what all are you including in your diet so for me it's yeah there's there's, I love to experiment and what I love about the carnivore diet is that um as we all know it it brings you back to this beautiful baseline where you you can test things out and and it's Mm -hmm. very quick and very easy to see what is either working or what is not working and so uh I'd been doing um fully carnivore I I think I would you call it level three so I was eating you know eggs I wasn't eating any dairy um but I was eating all the all the animal foods and so it's a pretty good baseline to all I did was added um, added the honey on its own, and I noticed a couple of things. So it was interesting for me. Um, I have this problem. I don't know if it's you, you can pretty much say it. I have this condition called Raynaud's, which is um, it is mm. I believe conditions that there's not much information on it, but um, it's heavily heavily related to uh, hay fever and asthma. So to me, it makes sense that it would be autoimmune based, um, mm-hmm. and so. I'm on this journey to try and figure out what do I need to do to why hasn't that healed? What, what else can I do? It certainly has improved, Mm. but, but it hasn't completely resolved. And so one of the reasons that I thought about adding uh, honey is because I heard that if you, uh, if you sometimes stimulate insulin a little bit, it, it allows your vessels to open up more. And my problem Mm -hmm. is that, capillaries don't open so um I thought well it's worth a try bringing up my insulin a couple of times uh, and possibly higher than I was with just meat um I didn't really see too much of a difference with my Raynaud's um not much of a difference there so that was interesting maybe I'm not quite getting the pathways right as Mm -hmm. I said there's not much information on Raynaud's out there um 
my other reason was that I was finding um, that I was struggling to, because my insulin wasn't being raised very much and certainly not very often, um, I was having trouble retaining my electrolytes. Mm. Uh, No matter how much water I drank and, of course, with added salt um, and adding actual electrolytes in there. I wasn't using Element at the time, but I was using an Australian brand. And so I just felt like I couldn't retain it. I was just, you know, peeing it all out. Yeah. Um, I do feel like the honey um, did help a little bit in that way. Um, and it makes sense to me why. Because the there's these little transporters uh, in the, the kidneys that decide whether or not you're going to uh, retain sodium and therefore retain water as well right. or whether it's going to pee it out. And so they are insulin um they're, they are uh, insulin sensitive. And so if you're never getting your insulin spikes, it's, it makes sense that why people on a very low carbohydrate, carbohydrate diet would have, you know, pee out mm-hmm. more. And, and you do become um, better at handling that as time goes on. But I certainly found a real problem with that myself. That, so that did seem to help a little bit with honey. But um, the downfall of it was that my sugar cravings came back straight away overnight. oh yeah um and so yeah I, f- I found myself um suddenly thinking oh I really do feel like some chocolate um I really do feel like some mm-hmm. dates or something sweeter you know so definitely mm-hmm. the sugar back. I even found myself wanting vegetables and fruit more which is interesting mm. um the other thing was um I don't know if you'd call this a positive or a negative for me. I found it a positive. I found it a little bit easier to retain muscle and size. Um, So, yeah, there were some positives and some negatives. So, um, you know, positives were I was holding on to electrolytes a little bit more and maybe building a little bit more muscle. Negatives were my sugar cravings came back and it didn't really help my Raynaud's. So Mm -hmm. I'm still in that point where I'm thinking, do I, don't I, um, I'm learning as much as I can about yeah. the, the first breakdown pathway and I'm not convinced it's something that we should really be doing all the time. Um, so I mm-hmm. think my conclusion at this point is that um, I'll continue to experiment a little bit, but certainly not having 130 grams of uh, fructose <laughs> every single day. Okay. Uh, maybe just on my harder workouts, I might come back and, and have a little bit of yeah. honey with my um so yeah I'm still in the experimental um stage of that (laughs) yeah so it could be you know if the honey was helping you to hold on to electrolytes better better that your muscles were also filling up with water and making them appear bigger or um like you were holding on to more muscle and then I was going to ask you do you eat organs I do I'm a big organ advocate okay Um, you're a big organ advocate okay I certainly agree with um, that not everybody needs to go crazy with organs all day long. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there are certainly some people in the space that don't need it. And from my own research, I I really have looked very deeply into this and it's confirmed in my course, interestingly, that, Mm. you know, beef beef gives you this amazing plethora of, of nutrients and, Maybe most people don't need to add organs in, especially when you're eating eggs, um, mm-hmm. you know, and things like oysters. And um, so as long as you're getting those sort of um, foods in your diet. But I genuinely love organs. And um, okay. I will say to give anybody hope that that can't just can't do it, um, when I first tried uh, organs, I remember thinking, oh, God, I can't do this. If I'm going to do it, I have to freeze it and then shot it and then just get it over and done with. <laughs> but genuinely now, guys, I mean, I could eat liver on its own cooked. I'm not into eating raw organs, okay. but I could piece of liver on its own, that would be my meal, and I genuinely would enjoy every single bite. So I think your taste buds can change, and I think it's possibly just about getting your head around. This is an organ. It has a different texture. Um, yeah. But as time goes on, because I can taste, there is so much, um, so much more taste in organs than I think any other food. They are so mm. nutrient or they are, they provide so much taste that, um, yeah, 
I seek it. Yeah. I mean, that, that must be a sign that, you know, there's something in there that your body's like, yeah, eat that. We need that. If, you know, if it's, if it's, um, so appetizing to you. Um, yeah. so I was bringing up organs cause the last couple of days, um, I've been listening to nutrition with Judy. Are you familiar with Judy Cho? Yes. Okay. So she's been having some guests on that have talked about vitamin A toxicity. Uh, like most recently she had Garrett Smith and he was talking about a lot of things that I had never considered. And I wondered if you had ever looked into any vitamin A toxicity, possibly from foods that are high in vitamin A, like liver or egg yolks. And he was talking about like something that really caught my attention was that vitamin A toxicity can affect how your body affect your, your insulin signal signaling. Um, have, have you ever heard anything, anything like that? I'll be honest. Um, I've never heard of that before. Um, I, okay. Definitely aware of, um, I mean, because the fat soluble vitamins are very, um, all of them you, you, you can certainly overdose, whereas the, the water soluble, mm-hmm. as we know, you can just pee them out. You can just the pee them out, right? Yeah, you, you store them. I mean, um, you store them in the within the cell. It's very easy to get them in and out because of the the way that cells are. So yes. I would, I would believe that you could get an overload of it. Um, from what I have read, um, it sounded to me like unless you're eating polar bear liver all the mm-hmm. time, really overdose. I look, I'm a, I'll be honest. I, I haven't done a huge amount of research on this, but I personally mm-hmm. eat liver most days and, and, and I feel absolutely okay. fantastic. But I'm a big believer in what it. Once you get to a point with the carnivore diet, I believe where you where you have healed everything and and it, you're at a beautiful baseline. I think it becomes mm-hmm. very clear what your body is looking for and what your body maybe isn't looking for. And mm-hmm. I feel day maybe it's just in my head, but I genuinely feel like day to day when I go and decide what I'm going to eat. Mm-hmm. When it comes to organs, my body really tells me what I want. Some days I really really want yeah. kidney. Um, and I might want them for two or three days in a row. And then I'm like, you know, what? I don't really feel like kidneys anymore. I feel like liver again. Um, mm-hmm. And so I could go like that. I think it would probably be um, difficult to get an overload if you're mixing and matching and, and you know, right. having a, a huge amount of different organs and, and you might purchase, for example, a liver and you would then eat, eat, eat it until it's finished. And then maybe mm-hmm. the next at a different organ if you can if you can get hold of it so that's how I like to do it um but for me chicken liver is relatively easy to get a hold of so I do eat a lot of, a lot of chicken mm-hmm. liver okay um, and um I mean my body at the end of the meal says to me right you're satiated you've had enough um and then I I genuinely don't want any more but then by the next day I'm kind of like yeah I feel like that again most days so um mm-hmm. but as I said if if my body is saying you know what I feel more like kidneys today or I feel more like thymus go for that. And, and, and that's how I do it. I just mix it up. Okay. Yeah. I, I'd say definitely on carnivore, I never experienced this on a standard American diet. Um, but my body lets me know exactly what it needs. Some days, something salty tastes so annoying to me. I'm like, Oh, get that away. I don't want any salt. Some days I can eat, like all the salt and just be like, I need more, um, or fat or protein. And I noticed that around my time of the month, like the week before my period, I start getting a taste for a liver. I'm thinking about it. It's entering my mind. Yeah. And my body is like, I get the same thing. As soon as I'm about to, I I crave liver and I crave fat. Uh, and so I go with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. So what does your typical day of eating look like? So I eat twice a day. Um, sometimes I, I do an OMAD, not deliberately, just because some days mm-hmm. I get, um, I'm sure you feel the same with your kids sometimes. Yes. It's, 
crazy. Um, and so, yeah, I, I sometimes do an OMAD and, um, and feel completely fine. I will just mention when I was doing the, um, the honey experiment, um, I couldn't do that. I couldn't mm-hmm. do that. I, I, if I didn't eat the two meals, I'd feel really, I'd start to get the, the whole hypoglycemic, okay. uh, so that, that's just an interesting point. Um, but since, since cutting back on the, the honey, I'm completely able to do uh, OMAD, which is interesting to me because I'm pretty lean. Um, it certainly mm-hmm. hasn't affected cycle, my hormones. Um, that's all looking fine. So, but on, a, on, on an average day, um, I would eat twice a day and it would usually be I eat a lot of um, beef burgers. Um, I get a lot mm-hmm. of mince it's really I find it the cheapest and the easiest I just make burgers so I have like maybe two burgers for lunch and usually some kind of organ maybe just a little small amount of it on the that's my side Mm -hmm. Um, and I definitely don't hold back on the um the fat as well on most days I, I make sure I'm having a little bit of tallow with it and cook it in tallow and I don't rub it off and then nighttime, I pretty much do the same thing. I might just have a slightly larger portion, and um, I'm so I'm hitting about um, 100 grams of protein a day, maybe sometimes slightly more, um, as obviously on the mm-hmm. OMAD days um, less. Um, because I'm busier at the moment, um, for a little while there, I was experimenting with doing um, higher fat days and then lower fat days. Um, I do, as I said, I, I kind of go with what my body says that it wants um most days i i want a little more fat some days i do feel like i just want more lean protein and so i, I go with that mm-hmm. but because i'm doing omad here there um you know on, on my busier days i certainly don't cut back on the fat on the days that i do eat my two meals um but that's pretty much it like i i find it extremely simple it's really just a lot of beef burgers i never get sick of it um you know as mm-hmm. i said i mix organs um sometimes i'll have eggs um but it's usually just just beef mince um if i'm out i'll get a steak and that's as exciting as it gets (laughs) okay (laughs) okay so what's your favorite carnivore food if you're gonna splurge a little bit or do something real nice oh i would say um a steak uh if i if i so my the butcher that I go to um has twice now given me a a massive uh ribeye which I devoured completely on my own and and it was incredible so something something with a bone in it ideally because I'm yeah at the end of the meal being I would nibble on the bone okay yes Um, so oh that's the the best part (laughs) yes yes (laughs) So for me, it would be a nice big fatty ribeye with a lot of salt. Okay. And you don't have any trouble finding fatty meat then where you're at? No. Um, as I said, I, I've, I've found a butcher that really looks after me. It. And I, okay. I find it really difficult to get uh, organs uh, aside from okay. chicken liver quality organs. And so thankfully I've managed to find um, the Fairlight Butcher in Fairlight and, uh, and he, okay. he looks up. And so he even um, uh, makes some mince for me um, that's, you know, that, that is how I like it. Um, I often blow up my barbecue if it's too fatty, so I, I tend to go for a, more like a mm-hmm. um, E10 kind of mince. Um, and, yeah, so, so here, here and there he'll give me a, a beautiful fatty steak. And so, yeah, he looks after me. <laughs> oh, good. Lucky girl. Lucky girl. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how about, are you eating any kangaroo there in Australia? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did for a while. Um, I okay. do like, um, my only problem with kangaroo is that it's so, so the reason I, I, for a while there really tried to get it into my diet as much as I could is because, I mean, kangaroo is, is extremely nutrient dense and you can see it in, in, in the color of it. It's almost the color of mm. uh, like beef liver. It's very, very deep okay. uh, red. Um, and so it's very, obviously very high in iron. And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, that 
a lot. My only problem with kangaroo is that it is extremely lean. And so I think for me, um, I I found myself probably not quite getting enough fat. Uh, I was still a bit hungry uh, after having it. Mm. So much these days. Um, But I think um, for Australians, it, it, it would be great if we could eat more kangaroo because they are, they're wild. They're always wild, um, mm. and and I mean they're kind of considered vermin over here. You know, there's so many of yeah. them that you know if you're on a farm, you're really allowed to just unfortunately shoot mm-hmm. them. So I think if we can try yeah. and uh, eat kangaroo, it would be great for the environment um, because cows are really um, native to Australia. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, and as I said, they're extremely nutrient-dense, but I do understand that over in the U.S. it's extremely hard to find kangaroo. I would, I would encourage people to try it, but it does have a much yeah. more unique taste. It's much more, um, um, I don't know what the word is. It's kind of, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't say it tastes like lamb, but it's, it's distinct like lamb. Okay. It's maybe yeah. more of a gamey flavour. More, that's the word. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, do they just sell it there in the grocery store? Can you just walk into a grocery store and find kangaroo? Yes. Yes, they oh, do. Wow. Okay. And so I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. It's um, it is amazing, and I think it's it's um, an underused product because it's um, you know, it's it, it's difficult to find really good quality, purely grass fed meat, and and I'm sure it's the same mm. over there. You can. It can say grass-fed, but when you actually look at the fine print, it's not fully grass-fed. You know, it's it's grain finished. Right. Whereas right. kangaroo here, it's it's completely grass-fed. It's literally wild. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great thing to get if you can get it. Wow. Yeah. So there's, I know there's a restaurant. I'm in Georgia, in the United States, and I don't know if you know where Atlanta is. It's a major city, cool. but um, <laughs> there there is a a restaurant I think it's called canoe and I've heard they have kangaroo on the menu so (laughs) I might have to I might have to splurge one of these days I think it's really expensive like $80 a plate um but but I might I might have to try it out for a birthday or special occasion (laughs) it's worth a try and I think if it's if you're if you're getting it from a nice restaurant um and they know what to do with it it can be delicious but it is very it's um I think if you're cooking it at home it's very hard to get it to taste nice because it's just it just overcooks very quickly but if the if the chef knows worth a try (laughs) okay all right cool kangaroo that's on my bucket list (laughs) yes (laughs) all right so you mentioned that you were able to um help your asthma and the hay fever on carnivore you've lost weight correct are there any other unexpected carnivore benefits that you haven't mentioned actually a lot um a lot of things that i i felt like i mean you know there were there were the overnight changes when yeah when eliminated grains and 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 for me dairy as well when I eliminated those two um overnight it was like you know it was like a a light on and off oh my goodness Mm -hmm. I feel completely different and uh and for me weight loss um was was probably the first um a lot of uh fluid retention and and all that so so that was a big one but interestingly even two and a half years down the track I still catch myself um noticing things like um you know, my, my hair, if I, if I was mm-hmm. to run my through my hair back in the day, I would come out with a clump of hair. And to the point where um, my ex-husband used to, we argued about it all the time because oh. there was all these, and I had very long hair back then. So I had these long brown hairs everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know? um, that's just not a, not a problem for me. You know, even when I wash it, it's just like, I just don't lose any hair. Um, my eyebrows have grown back. Um they then they grow further <laughs> so I used to mm-hmm. feel like my here and they grow further now um you know not not needing to apply much moisturizer to my skin I use a little bit of beef tallow um mm-hmm. after my shower but other than that I, I I used to feel like I had to always have moisturizer on my hands and on my mm-hmm. skin and um so so those ones are interesting um 
I think for me the most uh, surprising um, change was actually my moods. Um, going into this, mm-hmm. I goal that I wanted to lose the baby weight that I had struggled with so much. Um, and, and I was surprised that my hay fever and asthma disappeared. I wasn't expecting that. For me, it was all about weight loss. Um, and so mm-hmm. that was a surprise, but the moods was a big one. And, and to feel like I get up every morning and despite the crazy craziness that's going on in my life, um, despite stresses with, with uni and, and kids, um, I'm just level all the time. And if I, if I go through a stressful event, I'm able to come back out of it very, very quickly and find um, some resolve to it. Whereas um, growing up, I always felt like I was all over the place, you know, and if there was any stress Mm -hmm. going on, not detached from it and I would dwell on it and dwell on it and dwell on it. And so, um, so that's been a really big one for me. Um, As I said, I, I, the one thing I haven't managed to resolve quite yet is my Raynaud's um having said Mm -hmm. that though brought it to a level that is certainly manageable um and so that one that one was quite a surprise for me as well um interestingly um I I experimented a little bit with um bringing in some raw dairy a few months ago and um I'd almost forgotten how much better I felt with my hay fever it's amazing how you you get rid of these conditions and then after a few months, you almost forget that you even had them and you forget what it feels mm-hmm. like to have them 24-7. And so by bringing back, even though it was raw dairy, um, because of dairy increasing histamines in the body, that certainly mm-hmm. um, a problem for me, even in very, very small amounts. Um, and so after removing that again, it was quite a, an interesting uh, feeling to be able to go back and, and smell some plants that always used to trigger mm-hmm. me back and genuinely not have a reaction at all, that's one that keeps surprising me daily. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, great. Great. That sounds great. And so you're, you're two and a half, like two and a half years in now, carnivore. Yeah. So that's pretty long-term. Do you, do you, can you see yourself staying carnivore for the long, long-term, like, for more years to come i i i'm loving the the fact that even just for example my my body and 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 the effort that i put in the gym these days as opposed to what i used to do seeing that my body hasn't changed i mean it's it's changed the muscle is changing and i'm i'm developing in that way but um i used to feel like my weight would shift back and forth all over the place and i never felt like i was completely in control of it whereas these mm-hmm. days it's just it's just this beautiful baseline that I just don't need to be that concerned about if if you know I I don't need to think too much about it it's just set (laughs) and so I mean I'm doing that but I what what I find amazing is that you know I am studying dietetics and of course as you can imagine um they are very uh anti-meat and very pro Mm a high carbohydrate, high grain diet. And, and I would say that they are probably more um, plant-based than, than they will ever be, um, you know, meat-based. But I, I truly believe that even if I come out of this course, which I, I, I know this won't happen, but if I was to come out of the course and I really had learned that, you know what, plant-based is the way to go for the general public, mm-hmm. this is what everybody should do. I would still use this diet for myself because I can't unsee how much better mm. I feel. Never go back um, to the way that I used to eat because just so many things in my life has changed. And um, so, yeah, and then now two and a half years down the track, I can see that long-term it, it just keeps getting better and better. Um, I think if you had have asked me this uh, after only the first six months, I probably would have said, well, let's see how we go. It's still mm-hmm. probably been fearful about the long term how is my body going to react long term but two and a half years down the track has given me a pretty good idea of how it's going to go and as I said it keeps just improving um in funny little ways that I yes. never would have expected um and so yeah I will continue to to live like this and I can't imagine ever going back to what I used to do awesome yeah carnivore is definitely the gift that keeps on getting get, giving because yeah. You know, even when I thought things had gotten really good, 
they're always getting even better and even better and even better. Yes. Agreed. All right, Nikki, I have one last question for you. What advice would you give someone thinking about trying carnivore or just starting out? I would say keep an open mind. Um, I think I'm so glad that when I first, you know, um, saw things to do with keto and paleo and, and carnivore, I'm proud of myself for being open-minded about it. And um, of course, my first reaction was, ah, you know, that sounds a bit crazy. Um, but mm-hmm. I but I was able to do it and, and I read up on it. And one thing that I, I would like to make sure that I always am is, is open-minded um, to to different ideas. Um, especially as a dietitian, I think it's it's unfortunate that that um, a lot of dietitians in the space are not able to open their mind to, well, hang on a minute. Um, people are seeing success with keto and, and, and carnivore. And, and I think it's a shame that, that dietitians can't just at least look into what does the research say really? What, why mm. are people getting to it rather than closing their mind off to it? So um, I would say be open-minded to what people are getting success with and, um, and give things a go. If, if, if you are not where you want to be, um, sometimes you need to do something a little bit, crazy um and you might be surprised at (laughs) what it can do for you I certainly was um so yeah I'm I'm just very glad that I that I just jumped in and 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 gave it a go so I would say to anybody even when it comes to to organs and things like that um for me personally that took me to the next level again um being open to organs and and um and now as I said I I genuinely love them so um give it a try (laughs) <laughs> give it a try and see yeah. how your body responds and you might be you might be surprised at how much you love it mm-hmm. that's great advice that's excellent advice all right Nikki well this has been a beautiful interview you're a beautiful person a great mama I'm so happy that you were able to meet with me today even though we had a little confusion <laughs> starting off there <laughs> <Tech started. laughs> All right. Well, you take care and hopefully we can do this again sometime. This was, this is really great. I would love to. I always feel like, uh, you know, I get off something like this and I think, oh no, I didn't talk about this and I didn't talk about that. So there's always more. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for having me on. It's always fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you around Instagram. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> bye-bye that's it for today until next time stay meaty stay strong stay inspired do you have a carnivore story to tell connect with me on instagram at meet m-e-a-t mrs m-r-s grubs g-r-u-e-s or you can email me at carnivore stories at gmail.com. I would love to interview you and the world needs to know that meat heals.